there's an outer bag and you open it up. So you got to make sure you smell it at first because it smells really good and fresh because the way we process things is it's freshly roasted. We send it over. We let it sit the right amount of time to its peak. Uh, and then we'll grind specifically to the micron to where it needs to be. Um, but then we're nitrogen sealing it, triple nitrogen sealing it throughout the entire process. So we're removing all oxygen. And so there's no oxidation, which is what makes food go bad. And so it essentially stops the clock on the coffee. So you end up with freshly roasted ground pre-portioned coffee in a single serving bag. Uh, and when you open that up, it's, it's like you just ground, freshly ground your coffee. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101, brought to you by Humble Coffee. Coffee 101 is your one-stop shop for everything coffee-related, like everything, including what we're going to talk about today, which is steeped coffee. Wait, he did not mute me. How rude. <laughs> hold on. Hold. Rapid-fire question. What is okay. your favorite Taylor Swift song? Um... Hold on, Cruel Summer. Wait, really? I didn't. Have you even never heard that song before? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. But wait, how would you even know what that one's called? I feel uh, like if you didn't listen to Taylor Swift, you would say something like "Shake It Off" or something. Well, let's back up a second. Let's say if I didn't listen to Taylor Swift, was I doing good to at least think of one song that she sings? Yeah, but how do you know about that <laughs> one? That's the. I mean, to be brutally honest. That's not just a song that came to mind. It is the only song that I knew the name of that she sings. What? <laughs> no, that's sad. But I don't even know the song. Like, if oh. you played the song, that's the one that like, goes, I wouldn't. Yeah, see, I would have oh, no okay. idea. I would have no idea. So we've done this before, but like. Um, it was celebrities. singers. It was singers. But it was like from your time and from my time. Yeah, which I think I was like times. Ariana Grande, and you're like, "Who's that?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." And I <laughs> said, me? "And I said Eddie Vedder," and you were like, <laughs> "Like I have no like, what is he saying?" Oh, just I still don't remember Pearl Jam. He's Pearl Jam. I don't, I don't, I can't name <laughs> you a would recognize Pearl Jam him. Song. It's just it's embarrassing, and 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 we won't go there. Okay, well, anyway, but well, we did. I thought of that because at the shop where we're recording, yeah, All Too Well was playing, which is one Taylor Swift songs, and I could what hear is like. That? Oh, it's a Taylor Swift song. Yeah, it's a Taylor Swift song. Okay. And I could hear, like, some girls out there, like, singing it. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's so cute. You know what we should do sometime? Have you ever seen those? Uh, we should bring this back. And anytime I say that, you're like, oh, Are you you're about old. flash mobs? Yes. Yeah. We should do that. I can read people's and minds, I swear. <laughs> what am I thinking right now? I think now? I'm just good about deductive reasoning. What am I thinking right now? About lunch. Yes. Was I right? Well, kind of. I was, I was randomly thinking peanut butter sandwich yes see i'm just good so yeah i like have telepathy (laughs) or something like that and uh yeah we should take you to um at the uh, fbi i don't know yeah like fbi or something yeah yeah i should should be one of those people i think i'm just good at deductive like good at like pinpointing like things together i should be i thought a peanut butter sandwich was just about as random as i could get and you said lunch which is i mean that's pretty good i know I'm just You're good. pretty good. I'm just good. What am I thinking about right now? Coffee. No, I yes. knew it. Oh, I, wait. Yes. Actually? 
Yes. But I was going to say that. I thought this, that's the first thing that came to mind. But then I was like, that seems like let's, way too let's obvious. Get, let's get a little more challenging. Um, what in coffee am I thinking about? Specifically about coffee? What are you thinking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say flash brew, but like that's too obvious. So it's not flash brew. It's, so or no, it, you're talking about steeped coffee. It's not steeped coffee because that would be is, too obvious. It is steeped coffee. But like, that's like. Uh, you, you, we've, you know, as, as a, like, uh, as a podcast personality, I have to figure out a way oh, to segue to the conversation wow. to the okay, actual wait, episode. Okay, yeah. So, yes, I was thinking about steeped coffee. Do you know anything about steeped coffee? Other than it being like tea, sort of, no. Okay. Well, you will find out in the Sweet. show today. So, we have somebody I love knowledge. straight from the company, like the people who have really been, you know, uh, Bringing the bagged coffee Ooh. into the uh, like mainstream, uh-huh. um, and so really excited for the uh, conversation today. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Yeah, Josh, good to have you on the show. Good to be on. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, sometimes you know you go up to bat and strike out sometimes you get a walk and sometimes you hit a home run and so we lucked up on coffee 101 and hit a home run and we got you on All the right. show <laughs> um the guy with uh steeped coffee um and for the 101ers out there um and we'll get into it a little bit um because josh is probably going to think that i'm totally butchering this but think of it as uh, kind of like a tea bag but for coffee and he's going to say, and he's right, that it's a lot different than that. Um, but, you know, we've been going through all the different ways that you can make coffee uh, at home, in your office, when you're going camping, um, stuff like that. And um, this is really a great way. So we want to dedicate a whole episode to it. And so, Josh, I was talking to you before the show started, and you said that you're originally from Maine, yeah, East Coast. <laughs> okay, so where exactly did you grow up? Yeah, so I was born kind of northern Maine, uh, a little bit more up near Canada, and then when I was uh, like five or so, we moved to the coast, uh, and I was just on a little town called Damascotta on uh, mid-coast Maine, Okay, uh, about an hour up the coast from Portland, which more people know about. Hour up the coast from Portland, so you had to be close to Acadia? Or no? Uh, yeah, about halfway, yeah. A little bit further up is Acadia, kind of towards the end of Maine, and then we're kind of right in the middle there. Gotcha. Um, but my whole family, they all live in Portland now. So Okay. Well, we yeah. actually, as a family, we went to um, we went to Maine um, probably a couple of years ago. Went to Bahaba and uh, mm-hmm. went to Acadia. Went Bahaba. to Bahaba. <laughs> went to, had a lobster roll. Um, yep. <laughs> and uh, went to Portland um, and really enjoyed it. Honestly, you know, so I'm, I'm from Mississippi. And I, honestly, I thought the people, for the most part, were kind of similar, you know, to what we have here. I mean, they just, um, I don't know, they were just straightforward, um, nothing super fancy. They were hospitable um, and approachable. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Maine folks, they're real down to earth. Um, you know, we have so much, you know, ocean, mountains, streams, you know, it's like so much nature around us without a ton of people except for the summer months. 
and uh yeah real i think just kind of humble down to earth people but like they have a grit about them too yeah um with working hard and when you can get through six months of winter uh it kind of builds some character and some seasonality in in you well and i would bet i guess winter for y'all um there's probably a lot more darkness um, or, or minimal daylight um and that can factor into it too um is it yeah where where you grew up was it high enough that you ever saw like um the aurora borealis or not really kind of on occasion they'd say you could but i, I never actually <laughs> get that in um yeah. but no we're we're not that that far up although maine's a pretty big state i think it's like almost the size of the rest of new zealand uh rest of uh, new england yeah but yeah, 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 you're probably right. Just looking at it, you know, it's like in Mississippi for us. It was like people would say it was it was uh, snowing, you know, 30 minutes ago, and you're like, I was out there 30 minutes ago, and like, you know, or they'll say it is now, and you're looking, and they're like, See, did you see that? And you're like, No, <laughs> we have no idea. Like, there is no snowflake there, but yeah, but yeah. No, so when it snows in Maine, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. And so yeah. now, so. Um, tell me about and tell our one on ers about how um, you got into coffee and yeah. then how that eventually led to steeped coffee. Yeah. Um, I mean, just to transition out of Maine, I went to school down in Florida and then, okay. and then eventually got out to the West Coast because I just wanted to check everything out. So I came out here on a road trip post-college. Yeah. Landed in Santa Cruz, California, and then, um, you know, tried to leave a few times, but I've been here ever since pretty wow. much. So um, where'd you go to school uh, in Florida? Uh, Rollins College. Okay. Yeah, a little, little uh, private school on a lake. You cool. Know, um, did a lot of wakeboarding. Yeah. Designed my own major, so I had a lot of fun with that. Um, did some traveling, photography and marketing and, you know, just different things. And so uh, kind of fell in love with, like, I think probably like, like uh, communicating stories, but then also um, just that entrepreneurial kind of um, stoking that entrepreneurial flame Yeah, uh, with being able to do some creative things around, you know, designing majors and different things like that. And so I think that was probably always a part of me that I've been developing, you know, or discovering later, later in life here. So. Do you think like from, um, I guess just as an aside, just in my curiosity, do you, do you think that you always knew, okay, well, I want to be an entrepreneur or I want to start my own business or is that something where, um, and, and I would say like, for example, for me, it was something I looked back and said, oh, I guess I am an entrepreneur. Um, but, but people have it both ways. I mean, I don't know. What I think do you it's think? kind of both. Yeah. You know, like I never thought I would do my own business, but I always knew I was kind of outside the box a little bit and was a little, you know, different in certain ways like that. Uh, how I learned the way I saw the world, things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I would always, um, be inventing things. Even as a kid, I remember like doing drawings for like twin tip skis and then they happened like a decade later and like, yeah. you know, just whatever it was, I, I would look at, I would almost try to simplify it or make it better or improve it or reinvent things. And yeah, um, I feel like that's kind of been a constant thread, but it's just always been who I am. Yeah. But then that translated later in life into, you know, trying to you know work for companies and 
and doing the same sort of thing, but then also getting more involved with startups and helping launch those ideas out and developing those ideas. And then finally with Steeped, it's the first one that I've been able to do uh, completely on, you know, on my own from start to finish from, uh, at least, you know, at least getting the company started and out there. I yeah. have people on team since then, but sure. Well, um, so when did you start, when did you start drinking coffee and when did you start like drinking what I would call like, at least for me and probably you'd say the same, like good coffee. Yeah. Uh, so when I, when I moved out to Santa Cruz, I had never really been a coffee drinker. So it was later in life. It's like, you know, early mid twenties. Yeah. And, um, I worked at like a photo editing studio for a while and, you know, they would run, run across the street and grab Starbucks. And that's, I think I had a mocha and I was like, Oh, this isn't so bad. You know, it's like gateway. Right. And then eventually, um, that just translated into digging more into coffee in general, getting down into the black coffee. And then, um, I think I first stumbled upon, I remember being at Penny Ice Creamery on 41st down in, um, the Santa Cruz area. Yeah. And I looked through a window and I saw these two guys kind of around a roaster, uh, geeking out on spreadsheets. Yeah. Um, before and, we had Cropster. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, I just walked in and I was like, what are you guys doing? And <laughs> I ended up chatting with them and I just saw the passion that they had and learned a little bit more about it. And then I just kind of followed along with them, but that was, um, Colby and Ryan over at Verve. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. We're guess. in that little room. Uh, that I, that I saw. And then, uh, since, since then I gotten really plugged in with Verve and then just in Santa Cruz, uh, we have such an amazing coffee culture, uh, yeah. with, you know, with specialty coffee with Verve right. or Cat Cloud and, you know, just a number of things popping up out of here. And so, um, I think for me, that's where I got a lot of my more, like what is specialty coffee kind of like enriching the definition of that. It's not just, you know, good coffee, but it's also, the sourcing and the ethics and how you get it. And there's, there's a larger story um, that can be had from, you know, from source to bean all the way up to how you get it to how it's um, roasted and then how it's delivered. So, yeah. yeah. And so you had some good coffees with the folks at Verve and Cat and Cloud and several yeah. others in the area. And, um, and then give me the jump, like what, like wh- where was that? Okay, here's the entrepreneur in me. Um, mm-hmm. Jump to like, like what, what problem were you thinking as far as trying to solve? You know, yeah. when you got when you bridged to eventually steeped coffee. Yeah, so I, I'd say that kind of happened in two parts. One was just the surface story of like you know, the, the need, the necessity for, right. and then the next would be like, you know, launching into, um, launching into the space. What has the, the motivation and the passion behind it to, to, you know, turn my life into this as a venture, you know, right. when you jump both feet in, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's an all in kind of situation. And so at first, um, you know, was really loving, especially coffee side of things and making my own and, you know, pour overs or French press or, you know, you know, whatever various um, brewing methods. And so I was headed to my Mm in-laws for 
um, Thanksgiving and thought, you know, I started packing what I needed for the trip. And before I'd even put all my clothes in and stuff, I'm like, okay, I got my grinder, my scale, bag of whole beans, you know, brewing apparatus. I think it was a French press or something I grabbed at the time. I was like, oh my gosh, my whole suitcase is is like specially coffee geared just so I can have great coffee over the holidays because I didn't want to do like, you know, pods or, you know, um, you know. Any uh, of the other stuff. Any of the other stuff. And so, um, so, so I ended up, kind of just having this aha moment is it's got to be easier than this. Yeah. Like, you know, why is it so difficult to have specialty coffee? And so part of that motivation was trying to make specialty coffee more accessible for people. So you could try it. You could have it easily. You could have it at work or camping or at home or, you know, but without having to know, you know, all of the, information that you acquire over time as you get more and more involved in that specialty coffee space. Yeah. And so, um, let's, and I've got a couple of thoughts on that, but I also want to take a step back and for our one-on-oneers out there who may not be as familiar, um, would you mind explaining like, like what steeped coffee is and how that's, Similar to the concept of, um, you know, steeped tea, you know, but also how is it different? Um, And and then I would like to jump back on, or I had some thoughts on, you know, why I find it appealing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, So like in a nutshell, it's specially coffee brewed like tea in a single serve bag. And so um, with steeped, unlike... um, tea it's you know it's made in its own unique way so every brewing method has kind of its more unique steps um with steeped you can make it kind of anyway and it's going to end up being a good cup of coffee but if we're really geeking out and giving specific direction uh, directions um uh this is how i would put it and i'll, I'll just kind of visualize this but mm-hmm. you'll take um there's an outer bag and you open it up so you got to make sure you smell it at first because it smells really good and fresh because uh it's the way we process things is it's freshly roasted. We send it over, we let it sit the right amount of time to its peak. Uh, and then we'll grind specifically to the micron to where it needs to be. Um, but then we're nitrogen sealing it, triple nitrogen sealing it throughout the entire process. So we're removing all oxygen. Mm. And so there's no oxidation, which is what makes food go bad. Um, and so it essentially stops the clock on the coffee. So you end up with freshly roasted, ground pre-portioned coffee in a single um serving bag yeah Uh, and when you open that up it's it's like you just ground freshly ground your coffee um you then take that bag you just put it in a cup you'll pour over uh the bag so it's like a pour over so you'll let the water kind of go into the filter and back out so you've got that kind of pour over step in there and then you'll dip and dunk I actually like to let my bag rest for like 10, 15 seconds and then I'll dip and dunk. Um, That's kind of like your French press step where, you know, you're agitating it, stirring it up a bit. um, And in the bag, you'll actually see it start to develop and bloom and, you know, you'll get some creme on top. And so it's a pretty interesting, you know, just to see it kind of come alive. Um, And then you just let it brew. And so it doesn't, 
you know, get bitter like tea. It just keeps getting better until it eventually it plateaus. We've put the right amount of coffee in for the ratio of coffee to water, kind of that golden SCA standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and what and do you it. usually I mean, say for like, uh, what what do y'all recommend as far as like how many, we'll say ounces of, of water? And yeah. then also how long do you usually leave that bag in there? Yeah. And so for water, it'll be, you know, eight ounces, but yeah. it's, it, you know, it's a little general. So you can go eight, 10 ounces. It basically is like a standard mug size. Right. Um, not jumbo size, but, you know, put a couple yeah. bags in. If you've got like a 16 ounce mug or something, but um but for a normal mug, you put one bag in, and you're kind of just good. Yeah. Um, and then the water temp is normally like, you know. 208, 205. Yeah, I do 208, but, you know, kind of 208, 205. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, it's slightly off boil. So if you let boil and just, right. you know, take a deep breath and you're getting into the right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, zone. And then uh, with the steep time, you know, like as far as it's, it's brewing time. You just leave the bag in it. It's not going to get bitter like tea. And so I actually just leave it in while I drink my coffee yeah, the whole time okay. because, um, the coffee will actually develop and get different notes and flavors. And, you know, early on kind of like a pour over, you get some of those brighter fruitier type notes. And right. then a little later it gets the complexity and kind of opens up with a sweeter type, you know, um, things that you might see more with like a dark roast or something, but, over time, you'll get that out anyway. And so it gives you a really complex um, tasting experience that it, it's kind of like cupping in a sense. It's like single yeah. serve cupping, except yeah. for it has a filter bag around it. Um, but even with cupping, a lot of the coffee professionals, uh, when they're when they're doing the cupping, like for, if, for your viewers, if we're relating that to like wine tasting, it would be like you have a, instead of a sommelier, you have a Q grader. Yeah. Uh, that's and right. that Q grader is going to cup that coffee. And a lot of the roasters we know will actually wait like 10, 12 minutes before they even sample that coffee yep. that they're testing. Um, and for us, that just goes to show like, you know, it's funny that we'll, we'll spend so much time before tasting something that we cup yet when we actually go to prepare it, it's a pour over and, you know, the coffee's, you know, in contact with that water for a real small amount of time. And so, that that's for us, that's an interesting part of letting it kind of do its thing. And, um, so I'll leave my bag in some people take it out after five minutes or, you know, seven minutes. It, it's a really individualized, you know, everyone has their different rituals and preference. And, uh, we love to get feedback on what people, how they like to steep their coffee, you know, and, yeah. uh, for my, for my wife, she's like, you know, six minutes takes the bag out adds, uh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And she's good to go. Yeah. Uh, for me, I like it black. I never take my bag out and I just sip it over time. And I like to experience how it changes, you know. Hang with us. I'm Kenneth Thomas. And this is Coffee 101 brought to you by Humble Coffee. All right, 101ers. I just want to use this time to say thank you. Thank you for listening. We love that you love coffee. Uh, we're glad you're out there. We're glad that you want to know the story of coffee, the background, the farmers, the farm, the brewing methods, and everything in between. So we just want to say thank you for being who you are and for supporting Humble Coffee through listening to Coffee 101. All right, let's get back to the show. 
So we had um, Justin with um, the he's for social media. His daddy got coffee, um, and uh, Canadian guy. um, We were talking about the French press, and one aha moment I had in talking with him is, you know, he said with with immersion, um, and it totally makes sense when you think about it. But eventually, you get to some kind of an equilibrium. Um, yeah. where there's going to be a diminishing return as far as like you're just not going to be able to extract more out. And so like, for example, for him, for French press, he may he may let it sit like eight minutes instead of four minutes. Um, or like you said, um, when we cup, like in the coffee industry for one-on-oneers who aren't aware, so cupping is like, um, the way that we taste coffee in the coffee industry. And we basically do it like, I'd call it almost like cowboy coffee where, you know, we let the grounds kind of sink to the bottom yeah. and we drink it. Um, and I have been in competitions where um, they're still sipping on, they're cupping those coffees like two hours in, you know. Um, yeah. And and so like what you're saying, I'm I'm hearing you say the same thing is that, you know, don't think it's the end of the world if you got distracted changing a diaper and, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's three minutes over when you were going to take that bag out. Yeah, it's not going to ruin your coffee like it would with tea where it gets that bitter flavor, you know. Uh, uh, with with the coffee, eventually it just kind of hits peak flavor and then plateaus. Um, and I actually like, even when we're... Uh, cupping aka cupping steep samples uh-huh. uh with within the steeped bag you know we'll we'll actually test it at 5 10 15 20 30 you know and just kind of get get that same experience that a professional would from a cupping um uh different green coffees or or whatever roasted coffees that they want to sample yeah um so yeah it's it's really interesting all of the uh um the wine versus coffee comparisons, but I feel like that helps kind of depict that um, practice pretty good. Um, yeah. And I think scoring, you know, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, and I think coffee, I mean, coffee has more potential as far as variability compared to wine. Um, you know, just as a, as an industry, we're getting yeah. there. Um, you know, we're just behind, wine as far as like like how i mean y'all in california or i mean y'all are probably more ahead of the curve than than a lot as far as like seeing coffee as specialty and like really digging into um you know tasting notes and you know all that kind of stuff but yeah whether you're coffee roaster around here or wine you know maker it's uh yeah, whether you're a coffee roaster or a winemaker, you know, around this area, I know they're going deep on the flavor profiles and, um, you know, all the nuances and the, the pulling the notes and you know, specifically, you know, uh, honing in the roast. And, you know, as you guys roast, I'm sure you're in that same, uh, you know, doing the same things and, and yeah. carving in your craft. What do you say? Yeah. Life's too short for bad coffee or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it is. Um, yep. And, you know, when I was thinking about um, why I like steeped coffee, um, uh, I mean, a lot of it has to do with convenience. So same same thing, seeing the problem of even if I, 
even if I kind of narrow it down to a uh, like an AeroPress Go or something like that, it's still taking up some luggage, you know, space. Um, whereas with steep coffee, which is literally just we'll say like an individually packaged, um, um, you know, coffee bag. Um, it takes up almost no space. Um, it doesn't have to have any special temperature or whatever. Um, and it's just there and ready, you know, whenever, whenever you need it. And I've used it, uh, camping before, um, super easy to just, you know, get water to a bowl and let it come off the bowl for a little while and then drop that thing in there. And, um, yeah, yeah. And that's really about it. It's fun when you've got these out camping or if you're like in an airplane and you open a, yeah. a steep pack, uh, the, the smell, like you've got people from four rows, basically like climbing over seats to, you know, like, yeah. where's that coming from? We want some of that on this flight. Yeah. Um, same thing with camping. It just doesn't, it's almost like pinch me. Like I'm, I'm out camping in the middle of the woods and I actually get to have really good coffee and, yeah. you know, they packing out a, a compostable pack you know, uh, yeah. of lightweight flexible, you know, so. Well, um, and that's another good point I wanted to hit on was, um, tell me, tell me about your packaging. I know that it's compostable, but our, our one-on-oneers may not. Um, yeah. and, um, and, and I'll also back out and say that, you know, I, I'm, I'm talking to, to Josh who is with steeped coffee, but they have two sides and he'll explain this a little more, but, Yes, they sell, you know, steeped coffee bags, but they also help, you know, other coffee companies basically create the same thing with their coffee. So, so uh, you know, I've had, I don't know, from probably at least a dozen, if not, if not two dozen different, you know, um, roasters, um, and they all come in these little compostable uh, bags, which I think is, I, I think is very thoughtful. Um, so take, take me into, I guess, thought behind that and, and how important that is to you and the company and. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, the sustainability side of things, I'll hit on that in just a second, sure. but super important to us. It's been from step one, like ground level. That's just part of what we do. Uh, it's, it's coming come with all the pain that no one would expect maybe. Uh, but it's, it's not easy to stick to something like that and make it part of what you do, but we have. Um, so I'll, I'll get into the sustainability a little bit more, but uh, all of our packaging, outer, outer film, inner bag, string tab, all of it certified compostable. Um, That's awesome. so, yeah. Um, maybe hitting part two of your earlier question of like, Hey, why this, Yeah. Uh, you know, picking back up there, I think answers maybe both of these is um, once I started looking at steep, not just as like solving a problem for, you know, Thanksgiving on going to the in-laws. Hey, it was, it's great to, you know, make up some MVPs and make all my friends try it and all that. But, you know, fast forward a couple startups later, deciding to spin and, you know, do I want to, step into this steeped coffee idea Mm -hmm. as the next kind of venture. Um, You know, that was, I took that as a pretty weighty decision at the time because I was coming off some things that were very um, like purpose driven. And so what I wanted to spend my time doing had to be equally, if not more, uh, have the capability of being, you know, that purpose driven. And so 
looking at coffee, you know, it's like, Hey, there's conversation around it. You know, there's, you know, we can affect things from, uh, sourcing, uh, ethics, we can do materials, you know, we can, you know, we can have a lot of really interesting conversations around how we steer our company. And then, you know, just trying to be, you know, always learning, but then for the things that we have learned being a light on a hill to kind of help others kind of do the same thing. Um, and so when we started, a lot of the motivation was coming off of, you know, single serve, there being some limits with needing machine, having waste, not having great, you know, uh, especially coffee options. Cause a lot of people weren't willing to put their coffee in that. And, um, and so that was one kind of motivating factor and like how to reimagine single serve, uh, and how could we make a standard that is going to be, um, you know, check all the boxes so you don't have to compromise. Uh, just by having a cup of coffee because you want it to be convenient. And so, but then on the other side, how to make it convenient, um, you know, and putting all the engineering and all of the work into sourcing and R and D and all of that. Um, because oftentimes I find like the simplest things are the hardest to achieve. For sure. You want something to be simple and easy and have a great user experience. It's not always easy to create that it's it's like very difficult to get it that simplified yeah and so we spent a lot of time making sure that this could kind of check all the boxes it it could be the best of a lot of different methods but without having to compromise in certain areas and so that that was also kind of behind steeped and getting getting it going um and so i think the purpose of those things like being able to use this is something that uh, we can do good with and do business for good, I think was a huge motivation factor behind launching steeped. Um, but then really bringing together for the first time, the quality of specialty coffee with the convenience of single serve. Uh, we saw that as, you know, bridging a gap that, that could really use um, some help in the marketplace. And so uh, that's where steeped coffee launched out of. And then, to your point, like, you know, this didn't exist, does, didn't exist. So we did spin up steep coffee as a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we really just use it as a showroom. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, go in, kick the tires. Our whole portfolio is really our licensed partners who, you know, are especially coffee roasters who are using this method. And so um, we've now partnered with, I think, 500 Mm. um, different roasters to produce, you know, uh, branded roaster packs for them in this, in this steep method. Um, you know, some, some several, uh, and so it's, it's been fun over the years to just get to know so many amazing roasters in the specialty coffee scene and get to see, you know, amazing brands and, and, uh, blends and, uh, it's, yeah, it's been awesome. And so, for someone who appreciates and is a fan of specialty coffee and coffee in the space in general, uh, getting to sit front row on some uh, innovation and new brewing method and creating new products for these roasters uh, that they could help bring convenience to their products has been uh, one of the, you know, my favorite things from this whole journey so far. Yeah. The way, I guess one thing, one way I think about it is like uh you know, people say like red ocean, blue ocean, you know, so red ocean would be like, um, 
you know, an area of a market that's really competitive. It's like saying, I want to be a coffee shop. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, great, but it's a little ambiguous, you know, um, and there's a lot of competition out there. Um, it, whereas, so like something like this is, is what I'd call like a blue ocean where there may not be any competition out there. So there's a gap. Um, and so, yes, there is a learning curve for, everybody as far as like okay you're going to do what now but um but there's also a lot of potential um you know so so i'm glad that you brought it uh you know to the market as an idea um and kind of like what you said just married that convenience with specialty coffee um because you know more and more people are drinking specialty coffee um yeah and uh hopefully that you know one of the things it does um is eventually gets you know some of that some of that um you know higher end cash flow we'll say back to the farms um you know and even even if it sustains or helps sustain the roasters that continue to buy from these farms yeah. Um, then that's a good thing. Yeah, a lot of our roasters they do some pretty pretty awesome things with direct trade with farmers, and they'll do long term contracts. So they know what to rely on without the fluctuations of the market affecting it over the years. And um, you know, and so we try to we try to learn as much as we can, teach people where they're where they could improve, and you know, and just kind of being a good mouthpiece in the middle. But uh, where we sit is really helping roasters get their coffee out there, make it more accessible for people to try, um, lower that barrier to, to trial. Um, and you know, and just kind of dive in and, 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 and get deeper and deeper into those brands and especially coffee in general. And I think, you know, net net, it's going to be a really good thing for all different, you know, levels, whether it's farmers or, or, uh, end users, just having a better experience and, you know, having something that tastes amazing and just taking a moment, enjoying their day and, you know, things like that. So, well, um, a couple of kind of random questions, um, before I let you go, um, one, and you don't have to tell me the, the roaster, um, or the company, but like in general, or as, as ambiguous or non ambiguous as you want to put it, like, um, what is, what has been over time, like your favorite, like steeped coffee that you've done and you know you may narrow that down to a particular roast level or a processing method or i don't know you tell me what you like Uh, well i i do love uh single origin ethiopians and so i always uh People know that whenever they're producing one of those packs, they grab me a few and throw them in my office so I can hide them away and drink them. And, and <laughs> nice. so there's always, I do have my favorites that I've grabbed and, you know, make sure I've got them around for myself. Um, but, you know, it's going to be different for everyone too. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, we say, if you don't like your steep coffee, you're probably either doing it wrong or you just don't like the coffee. Yeah. Um, and so, so to just try a different one because, you know, we know that if you're brewing it right, it's going to get, it's going to translate whatever that coffee is into how it should be, uh, how it should taste. And so, um, but everyone has such different 
you know, flavor profiles, whether it's like French roast and super dark, or whether you like to get into the the lighter or, or every place in between. Um, we just wanted to make sure that that coffee is translated the right way, tastes delicious, uh, and people can get what they you know love in a convenient way. Um, and then again, without without the waste, right? Uh, and that's been the whole compostability journey, which is you know maybe a whole nother topic. But oh yeah, um, yeah, that one's but been I, wild. And, so. and I I love that. And you know you're right. It may be maybe too much to get into today but if we do like a sustainability just an episode on that i may we may get you back um but i like that and humble coffee you know who it's basically us but we sponsor the podcast um uh we're really into that um because i don't know like i we talked about this i talked about this uh maybe two or three episodes back but I did this thing where it was like your carbon footprint and how far you could get into the year before you like were like neutral or whatever you call it. Yeah. You know, and I like got to, I thought I was doing pretty good. And I got to like March <laughs> or maybe April and that was it. And past yeah. that, like I was, I was making things worse, you know? And yeah. so like, uh, yeah, I was trying to figure out ways to what I call leave things a little better than we found it which means like you said it means that that it's harder um yeah you know it makes it it makes it harder it makes for a a cute little product but like but it makes it harder on on the yeah you know on the front end And, and i've wanted to make sure that um for us i couldn't wait to do some of this stuff i've been following like you know uh tom shoes back in the day like, yeah you know that whole kind of like business for good you know how to combine those and you know life doesn't have to be du- dualistic where it's like you know here's my personal life where i really care but then in my business life it's just you know business as usual it covers all things and um for me i really wanted to to do a, a venture where especially single serve which is just kind of has that connotation for waste and single use mm. plastics and for sure. like how can we do that differently um and for us it was like well it has to be compostable uh, all of the recycling options whether it's like number 5 plastic or whatever a is like low single digits on getting recycled or won't get recycled based on being flexible with ink and so for us we just wanted to make sure that we had all of those components in line and so yeah, we did like a, uh, we, we, we've been a B Corp. If you're like, yeah, listeners are familiar as like third party kind of certification for, you know, all of the, all the aspects, not just sustainability or, you know, but it's also like how you treat employees and everything. Yeah. We've been a B Corp since day one, which you're supposed to wait a year for, but they let us do it in a pending status, mm. um, which is just really an educational process, even to walk through, I encourage people to check that out. Cause, um, you just, even by answering the questions you're learning, yeah. cause it's very obvious where you sit compared to like, like what, 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 like yeah. people do this. Yeah. Um, and so it's, yeah, a lot of it's just cool. education. Yeah. 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 And I'm still learning. Always. I mean, we're still learning. I'm learning every day about new things. I, I had no idea about and different ways to tweak things. Yeah. Um, Another thing we did early on is we became a benefit corporation or a public benefit corporation, a PBC. Okay. Uh, which you'll hear and you'll see 
you'll see that in the marketplace that actually allows you to update your corporate articles. And so you put in a benefit as um, what you measure as part of the company. So you're not just legally liable to, to look at profit, but you have a second, that's why we call it a double bottom line company on purpose. So it's purpose beyond profits. Mm. Uh, and that purpose sits there as like, you know, as important as what we're measuring uh, from a financial standpoint on how we're succeeding and how we view success. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's been pretty neat too, because um, by doing that, as we're growing, it's just part of our identity and who we are. And so as we get to new and new levels of, as a company, um, it's just part of our identity and our, our makeup. And it would be a very hard thing to pull out, you know, and I, and I like that as um, yeah. forcing function. No, I think that's good. And for just as an in general, a, a in general for one owners out there who are starting a business or who are early in it, um, take that time, you know, like, like Josh has, um, to just best you can like do it thoughtfully, right. You know, from the get go, because it is way harder, you know, to try to implement, you know, later down the road and it's a lot stickier. Um, so yeah, it's better just bite the bullet and make it part of the bones in the first place. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, so if anybody wants, um, of course, they can check the show notes for, we'll have a link to uh, Steeped Coffee, to their website, but also to social media. Um, And if, um, especially if you're a coffee shop roaster out there and you're looking to do this as a convenient offering that's thoughtful uh, from a sustainability standpoint, but also as an homage to specialty coffee and its quality, then look to Steeped Coffee. Um, It's very easy from their website to get to what you need to to get to the people you need to to just start talking with them. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. And if you want to see what roasters uh, partner with us, I think there's a find in there for a list of at least a few uh, different roasters. We're always updating it. Yeah. and then the, the website itself is becoming more and more of a marketplace naturally where uh, we're going to be highlighting and uh, almost solely focusing on specific roasters that we're bringing into the marketplace. And so, uh, you know, you asked me favorite coffees, there'll be some newer ones coming out as well yeah. uh, that we'll be offering directly through the website that are very exciting. So stay tuned for some of those drops. Yeah, we got a good friend, um, Daniel Lopez with Frothy Monkey out of Nashville. Oh, nice. Yep. Um, and uh, he's been on the show a couple of times. And um, he, uh, I think I saw a maybe an Instagram post or something y'all had done on Frothy Monkey the other day. So, yeah, nice. I know they got their stuff. He actually gave me a little, um, uh, a little steeped coffee bag. It's at it's at my office. You know, just ready nice. for that that quick afternoon cup. Um, so, well, cool. Well, I enjoyed having y'all, man. Yeah, this has been fun. Thanks. I'm glad, uh, glad we got a chance to carve out some time and hang out and thanks so much again for the invite. This is, this is really fun and I love talking about this stuff. So, uh, let me know anytime. All right. We'll do. Okay. So that was Josh with steeped coffee and, now the 101ers out there know that this is yet another great way 
and just kind of um, uh, provocative is not the right word, um, oh. creative way uh-huh. to to make coffee. Nice. You know, you think, okay, it works for tea. You know, why not coffee? And so at Steeped Coffee, they have um, really kind of put a lot of, of work into um, making it where it does work for coffee. Nice. So um, kudos to them. And uh, we will make sure, like we said in the episode, and put a link uh, to them in the show notes. Uh, And you can just get coffee straight from them. But also, if you're a coffee company or especially a roaster out there in the world, um, reach out to them. Uh, They would love to talk to you about making steeped coffee bags that are specific for your company with your coffee, and that's kind of like their wheelhouse. Like, that's what they love, Um, and uh, I have several, several, several friends in the coffee industry that have steeped bags for their companies. Nice. Um, And um, I've probably had more steeped coffee than I care to admit in my lifetime, but any thoughts, Katie? No, actually. Okay. Well, I'm out. Of, I don't have enough. Wait, is this the end or the beginning? This is the end. Oh. This is the end. The this end. Is, this is the outro. The revelations. Yeah. The so exit. So, yeah. This is yeah. This is the end of the light. The book. The end of the, the, end the tunnel. Of the podcast episode. The yeah. smelling the hibiscus. You know, what does that even mean? When you smell the hibiscus, supposedly that means you're about to die. What about bergamot? I don't know, but bergamot. See, I think I mean hibiscus would be a really good one to smell. Do you right think you'd rather you smell bergamot when you died? Uh, I think it would rank up there pretty close to hibiscus. I think, I think I would probably want, bergamot for me. I think I would want to smell. I think I would want to smell. Um, don't say Jiffy biscuits. Ew! No, I hate cornbread. Um, I would want to smell like, what is my favorite smell ever? <laughs> just a good smell. Like, just Have like. Have you ever smelled this, Uh, probably. Just like the smell of happiness. You know how like when you go what to. does that even smell like? Well, like, you know how like you'll like randomly smell and it doesn't smell like anything in particular, but you just like feel like super nostalgic. That's what happens every morning when I drink coffee. Wow. So. I mean, let's be honest. Well, like, I just, like, you know when you go to the beach yeah. and it just smells good? Yeah, it smells like But, like, it doesn't like, really uh, smell like anything? Well, it smells it to me smells like, um... beautiful. Is it like coconut oil or like... Oh, um, like sunscreen? Yeah, sunscreen. It yeah, I like could see that. But I think just the overall smell, it smells like the color blue mm. mixed with, like, happiness. I'm just going to take your word for it on that yeah. one. But I will say, um, comment, as far as comment like, below, and tell us what your happy smell is. Yeah, you have to actually comment in a rating, <laughs> oh, in a, in a, in a, re- rating. In a review, or yeah, just like DM yeah, us on Instagram too, because like yeah, I actually am DM, curious. Yeah, DM Humble Coffee. Yes, we would be curious as to um, totally morbid thought and nothing to do with steep coffee, but yeah. like when you die, what? What would you want to smell? What would you want to smell like? I think I like think, what I think would I'm gonna, just I'm gonna stick send with either, you over the top with the joy. Yeah, I think for me it's either going to be um, 
like the dry grounds smell of a light roast coffee yeah. that's like an anaerobic processed, yeah. probably from like Costa Rica or somewhere like that. Um, that's probably it. I said bergamot earlier, it. but that's probably it. You I think mean, it's going to be a light roast? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like if, if I was yeah. going to pick out one. Oh. So, so you would still say hibiscus, or is that just no, the generic? No, not hibiscus. That's just the you generic said, you thing. You said you wanted to smell the color blue. I want to smell the happy smell. <laughs> okay. The color blue mixed <laughs> with happiness. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, y'all tell us. Um, DM, uh, yeah. follow and DM uh, Humble Coffee, and just totally like, Yeah, I follow don't know. us on Instagram. I'm on the Instagram. Even like, yeah, is it, uh, is it Katie Rye? Katie Rye Thomas. It's private. It's a private account, but I do have a new public account just for, like, fun things. Yeah. And it's called, I think it's called princess.kdt. So you can follow that. Princess.kdt. Yeah. And then you actually, on the side, as a side hustle, you have a YouTube. I do have a YouTube channel. What's the name of the channel? It's just called Katie Rye. Um, I post a lot of, okay, I used to have a lot of vlogs. Travel vlogs. vlogs. Yeah, travel vlogs, and then some, like, YouTube shorts. Yeah. Um, outfit checks, get ready with me, et cetera. So you should subscribe. I think cool. I do. Yeah, they, you, the one-on-oneers, y'all should yeah, subscribe. Yeah, you should subscribe. Um, I think I do subscribe. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, for nice. your one-on-oneers out there, uh, Katie's actually pretty legit. I mean, oh, you, thanks. you thought that she was legit here, but, um. I'm trying to I grow it. I haven't, like, actually be, been, but. This would be, like, brutally honest, but okay. I think that you probably have, more followers and more views than like Humble Coffee has on YouTube. Yeah, it's not yeah. like a ton though, but, but still, um, yeah, yeah. I I was fighting over this last night. I was like, do I want to have a public account on Instagram? And then I was like, I'm gonna make a separate one and just post like fun pictures and stuff because like on my regular account, that's like personal, right? Stuff and I want to like keep that private. I right. think to like people I, like I know or people like I have mutuals with. But then for my little public account, I'm just going to start, like, posting pretty much the same thing. But, like, as, like, and everyone can see it sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. What we'll do is, um, for the 101ers, along with the link for Steeped Coffee, um, we'll put a link for uh, some of Katie's public uh, stuff. If you want to just kind of get yes. to know her a little more, she yeah. would she would love to to hear from you. And then don't forget to post and or DM tag Please. whatever. I want to know y'all's happy smells and, as well. Yeah, and Katie, um, like what your what your happy smell is yeah. or the smell you would want to smell before you. Yeah, it's kind of morbid, but I mean, hey, gotta think hey, about something. It's something we all want. Yeah. Happy smell. All right, that's about it. Go tell a friend about Coffee 101 and leave us a review if you haven't already. We would love to hear from you. We uh, read every single review and makes us blush pretty much all the time. All right, peace out. Love y'all. See you next time on Coffee 101.